Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 24 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. I'm a mental health therapist and I'm also a coach at two different CrossFit gyms. The Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast focuses on the integration of mental health and fitness. In this episode, I talk about how you can improve communication in your life. I talk about the communication skills of active listening, paraphrasing, reflection of feeling, and reflection of meaning. Also, we are coming up on the one-year mark from the day I put out the first episode of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. The podcast recently passed 1,200 total plays, and I want to say thank you so much to you who are listening to this episode and to everyone who has been listening. I am so glad that we are sharing this journey together of integrating mental health and fitness. It is an absolute joy for me to be doing this. So just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. I am also a mental skills coach. And I offer personal mental skills coaching, which are one-on-one video meetings with me that can help you progress toward and meet your goals. Focuses for personal mental skills coaching include, but are not limited to, positive self-talk, goal setting, lack of motivation, mental barriers, performance anxiety, and self-confidence. I offer a free 20-minute initial consultation and then paid sessions from there. If you'd like to schedule your free initial consultation for personal mental skills coaching, email me at counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or message Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook or Instagram. Communication can be defined as the act of giving, receiving, and sharing information. There are lots of different kinds of communication, and in this episode, I'm specifically talking about verbal communication, which includes sharing ideas and feelings with other people. Our words carry great power. Our words can heal or they can hurt. They can build up or they can destroy. Our words can invite people to share more, or they can make people shut down. We can do great, good, or major damage with the words that we use. So choose your words carefully while understanding the impact that your words have. The first communication skill that I'll talk about is called active listening. Active listening is a counseling skill, and it's also very helpful in everyday conversations. Mark E. Young in his book, Learning the Art of Helping, says that active listening is a way of attending and encouraging without intruding on the client's telling of the story. It is called active because the listener is fully absorbed and communicates this to the other. Active listening is, at its most basic level, showing someone that you are listening. This includes nodding your head, eye contact, and body language, among many other things. And looking specifically at each of those three things, nodding your head shows the speaker that you are listening, and it also has a way of inviting that person to say more. The speaker interprets the head nod as, huh, this person's listening to me, so I'm going to say more. Head nodding does not need to be constant, but it can be used strategically to keep the conversation moving forward. 
Eye contact is highly dependent on the situation and the person you are communicating with. In some cultures, eye contact while listening signals respect, and in other cultures, too much eye contact signals a challenge and actually a lack of respect. But in most of American culture, eye contact is seen as appropriate and respectful. You can typically tell by noticing the speaker's facial expressions and other reactions when they notice that the listener continues making eye contact throughout communication. If the listener notices that the speaker perks up and continues talking during eye contact, then that eye contact can be considered appropriate. But if while listening you notice that the speaker's body language shrinks away or they avoid eye contact for the most part, then it could be more appropriate while listening to that person to make less eye contact with them. And about body language... When someone feels proud and accomplished, they tend to make bigger body language, and you can see this with when a runner wins a race, putting their hands up in the air, and with eye contact, they might make more eye contact when that speaker is telling the listener something that they are proud of. And then, on the other hand, when someone feels guilt or shame or sadness, they will typically become smaller with their body language, and that could be the speaker looking at the ground or being hunched over or crossing their arms. And with body language while listening, we can show through our body language that we want a person to share more with us. We can think of, well, we're a whole lot more likely to shut down when the person that we are talking to walks away or completely turns away from us, but more open body language can invite the speaker to share more. So think about not crossing your arms when you are talking to someone and potentially even leaning in a little bit also if you are sitting down with that person. It's also important to be eye level with the person that you are talking to. If you've ever been sitting down and someone is talking to you while they're standing, it can actually be quite intimidating and not as welcoming to talk to that person if you are seated and if they are standing. And this especially comes into play with my work in counseling children is that with children being smaller, it can really help children to want to talk more when you are at eye level with them. So as I've discussed these things, of course, there's a lot that goes into listening well. And all of these things, so the, the head nodding, eye contact, and body language are all of these things that you are doing to communicate with the speaker while they're speaking and you are listening. So it's interesting just the different levels of communication that happen while one person is talking. There's a quote from Stephen Covey. He says, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. And this is a difference between hearing and listening, which those two things are not the same. Hearing often involves just the intent to reply, whereas listening involves the intent to understand. 
in my work as a mental health therapist, the listening with the intent to understand is such an important part of doing effective therapy. A lot of people who are hurting and have experienced trauma may feel isolated because they feel like no one understands and maybe they've never had someone listen in order to understand as well. Listening with the intent to reply is different than listening with the intent to understand because if you are just looking to reply, you're probably just wanting to talk about yourself. But an important part of therapy is that the entire conversation is focused on the client. It's not about, oh yeah, I've experienced that same thing too. It's it's not about that. It's about coming up with solutions for the client and helping them work through the issues that they are experiencing. Also, your friends need someone to listen to them. This applies to far more than just therapy because if your friends don't feel listened to by you, they're a whole lot less likely to share things with you that they might need help with. Maybe they just need someone to listen. Maybe they don't even need your reply. Maybe they just need to feel understood by you. And that is one of the really powerful parts of listening to understand instead of only listening in order to reply. Listening with the intent to understand is difficult because it requires patience and paying close attention to what the speaker is saying. Reflective listening takes brain power because as we listen, we are reflecting on what we can do with that information and perhaps it also changes how we see that person and their situation. And a really interesting part of active listening and reflective listening is that it can change the way we view ourselves and our situation also. There's a quote from Jordan Peterson. He says, Assume the person you are listening to might know something you don't. When I heard this quote, a while ago and as I reflected on it, it really gave me a lot of respect for everyday conversations as well as conversations in therapy because no one is an expert in everything and with people we interact with in our everyday conversations, it has been really powerful for me to go into those conversations with this person might know something I don't and they probably do know something I don't. So we are much more likely to learn from other people when we go into those everyday conversations with an open mind and being willing to learn. And then in conversations in therapy too, it's the it's that the client is the expert on the client and they can always teach me something new about them that I can work well with in order to help them. There is a whole lot that goes into communication and communicating well. Two other counseling skills that can help us communicate well are paraphrasing and reflecting. 
Paraphrasing is responding to a person by shorthandedly repeating their story back to them, typically using different words, but also maybe using one or two key words that the person used while they were talking. Reflection is more about offering a thought or an observation on what the person shared. Paraphrasing and reflecting are about getting beyond the extra words that were used and boiling what was said down to its core and its essence. There are different kinds of reflecting. There is reflection of feeling and reflection of meaning. Reflection of feeling is pointing out how the client feels. Reflection of meaning is a little more tricky and difficult than reflection of feeling because reflection of meaning includes identifying what meaning a client gave to a specific circumstance or situation. Meaning making is individualized to each person. We make meaning from circumstances and situations in our lives. A template for reflection of meaning can be, you feel fill in the blank because fill in the blank. So a few examples, a reflection of meaning, including a reflection of feeling would be, you feel angry because your friend betrayed your trust. And below that anger could be sadness as well because you trusted that friend. Another example, you feel discouraged because you had been doing a good job at work, but then you got a bad job performance review. Or another one, you've been paying close attention to your nutrition and you're frustrated because you are not seeing the results that you have been hoping for. Something else that is important to include about communication is that it's okay to be silent while the person speaking is thinking. Not every moment during therapy or everyday conversation needs to be filled with words. Sometimes the most appropriate response is not words, but silence. And through that silence, showing the client or your friend that you are listening and giving him or her the time to think while they process and think through what they are sharing and what they are experiencing. Jordan Peterson, who I mentioned earlier in this episode, and I've mentioned him numerous times on previous episodes, he talks about the importance of never trying to, quote, win in an argument with your spouse because you don't want to be married to a loser. He talks about the necessity of conflict in order to come to a way to move forward. In making progress toward the goals we set for ourselves, there is a need for conflict. The struggle in self-development and in working to improve ourselves is the conflict between who you are and who you want to become. Keep in mind that you had conflict in the past when you were becoming the person you are today. A tagline for the Counseling and Functional Fitness podcast is, improve yourself, help others. So I hope that you all take these things that I've talked about in this podcast to help in your journey of self-development and that you also take them with you to help others as well.
Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.